Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and today we are diving down the rabbit hole. And it's gonna get deep, so... Go ahead and do what you need to do and sit down and listen, because... Yeah, I don't know if anybody's actually... When I discover something new, it's new to me. It might be old to some other people, but I do my best to give you guys the newest content I can. Because I don't really like talking about conspiracies like Sasquatch or like cryptids and stuff like that. Because it's more well known, I like to go ahead and give you guys something to actually chew on and think about. But. This one is not the worst uh, conspiracy or even like piece of information I've given. There is another that I am hoping to, you know, give to you guys. Not this episode, but maybe the next episode. It depends. I have to talk to my sources and see if I'll get in trouble because. Uh, it is something that has to do with the current situations at the moment going on in the world. So, um, yeah. But anyway, let's jump into this rabbit hole. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to click the links down in the description below, copy, paste, whatever you like. We also have merch available at the store. Go ahead, if you support and love Rogue Radio, get yourself a nice sweater. Autumn will be coming up around the corner, so keep yourself warm. But anyway, um, today we will be talking about the CIA cult, The Finders. So this cult uh, basically was discovered around the 1970s and the 1980s, which was where we had gotten the satanic panic from. Well, there's a lot of other areas, like cults and stuff, like influences that kind of made that happen. So, but like in the eight, in the 80s, sorry, 1980s, there was a huge thing called satanic panic. So many people were went crazy calling certain things satanic like heavy metal music, Dungeons and Dragons, and news of satanic rituals were always on the television. Um, February 4th, 1987, an anonymous call to the Tallahassee Police Department um, said that there were two well-dressed men um, watching over six dirty unkempt children, like unkept, like they were dirty. They just didn't look very 
you know, clean compared to the men that were watching over them. Their van was inspected, and uh, it was a 1979 Dodge van. And inside they found maps, books, letters, 20 floppy disks, and a computer and a mattress. The van reported to be foul-smelling as well, and the eight of them were living in the van for a while. Um, The men went on to say that they were the kids' teachers and they were driving them to a school for brilliant children. Um, I heard the same thing when um, they I invest, investigated uh, Montauk. Um, they would try to give these kids like tests to figure out if certain children could be brainwashed easily. Um, this was put into action by the CIA, and you know that will be important later on. They were allegedly um, going to be taken to a school. Uh, for brilliant children in Mexico. So this, actually, this whole story, this whole incident does get muddied up pretty badly later on as we talk, or as I, you know, go on. But police asked where their mothers were, and when uh, the men replied, they said they're being weaned from their mothers. The men were charged with multiple counts of child abuse, the two men were identified as Michael Houlihan and Douglas Emmerman. The child's names were given, but they were not their real names. And since watching The Sound of Freedom, okay, um, I don't even want to give out the fake names of the children in case of any of these kids, now grown-ups, get harmed by the spread of this information. That's just my way of protecting victims. Um, so we're not going to go ahead and talk about the kids' names, even if they're fake. Um, but five of the six children were non-communative, meaning they they were not taught how to speak, read, or write. They were illiterate. They were basically neglected from any type of knowledge. But since one of them uh, was old enough, she was able to talk to um, authorities and stuff like that. So um, they could not properly speak with authorities and they didn't even recognize any of the technologies at that time. So like um, a tape recorder, um, a light bulb, and a computer would just be so fascinating or alien to them they wouldn't be able to understand how that worked. Um, Even running water was... um, not a thing for them. They, they didn't believe that water could ever get hot or warm. So, um, one of the kids did show signs of sexual abuse and was able to give info to the investigators. They said that two men, the two men were indeed their teachers. And, um, this child was asked, like, uh, their last name, like, oh, child, what is your last name? She goes on to say, she asks, which one? So this child actually had multiple last names in order to keep her from being traced um, in this cult. And it, it just gets deeper and deeper later on as we go on. So, um, give me a second. Um, they lived in a house in Washington, D.C. with other kids and adults. They were given a diet of raw vegetables and fruits and... 
were only fed on good behavior, so that basically meant that they were malnutritioned, they were very skinny, um, just not cared for at all. The teachers taught them how to, quote-unquote, play games, as the child put it. They were, um, they would get instructions on their games by the game caller, Marion Petty. Marion Petty is the mastermind behind the finders. Uh, when Tallahassee PD contacted the Washington DC PD, um, they said that they were already aware of the cult, the finders, and they had at least a few locations that they knew of. So, with this cult, uh, they had multiple different locations everywhere around the United States um, in order to keep from getting contacted by authorities uh, to be... They were basically evading authority uh, by the police. Because they knew that they were doing something wrong, of course, and uh, this is kind of... um. Kind of like the inner workings of human trafficking, if you, uh, if you think about it, as I go on, you'll, I'll start pointing stuff out to you guys, like, if, if you guys start seeing this around you, um, report it to the police. I'm, I'm, I've always been the type of person that wants to stand up for children and always wants to be able to talk about stuff like this. It is very serious stuff that um, I choose to talk about just because no one else talks about it. We always, uh, people who want to stay distracted, they just, you know, decide to sweep it under the rug. And I'm not that type of person. I'm not, I don't want to be distracted like that. But anyway, according to the U.S. District Court records, um... In Washington, D.C., a confidential police source said previously, um that uh, the finders were, in fact, a cult and conducted brainwashing techniques that were at a warehouse, and that was one of their locations, and the Glover Park duplex. They, uh, I'm sorry, he was told uh, being recruited by the finders and promised, they promised him a reward, a financial reward and sexual gratification and being um, invited to explore Satanism according to documents. So this person who had been recruited by the finders, they promised this person like, hey, if you want to be a part of our, you know, organization, you'll have rewards of financial gain and sexual gratification, which we were, they were talking about the women and the children that were fallen victim to this cult. Children, of course, were used in the rituals um, and actually teaching them to dismember goats according to pictures. Um, the warehouse in Virginia padlocked with a heart-shaped lock, which was fucking strange. And, um, they had boarded up windows, so it, they made it look abandoned, but it, it was actually, like, a real place. Which is also another tactic for human traffickers. If you see an abandoned building, I wouldn't say most likely they use abandoned buildings in order to hide in plain sight, but it is a tactic that they do use. Um, I remember a video of um, someone actually 
going into an abandoned place and they actually found a woman in chains, all bloody and beaten up. Um, so, because she was screaming, like they could hear this person screaming. And uh, so, those people who do go ahead and uh, explore abandoned areas, for one, always be careful and be safe. Always. Um, we had a kid in Toledo actually die because him and his friends decided to um, explore an abandoned place because that was like that urban exploring stuff that they liked on YouTube. And he had opened up a door and instead of walking into a hotel room, he actually fell down an elevator shaft and fell to his death. So, anybody who does urban exploring, please do it safely. Wear a mask because there's a lot of asbestos and a lot of dust and stuff like that. Because I'm not going to deter anybody to go ahead and explore an abandoned place. Just be smart. Be very smart. Because, um... For one, I, I do believe that urban exploring is useful in certain ways to like teach people about history. You're going ahead and finding history by yourself, which is very interesting to me. But I will say, please be as safe as you can, as you possibly can. Be the safest that you can be, because there are homeless people that live there. There are people that do satanic rituals in abandoned places. And there are also human traffickers who hide their um, merchandise or human life there as well. And you don't want to be caught in any of those circumstances or even just have a terrible accident like this child did. Um, so that is my disclaimer. Um, please just be very, very careful. Very, very careful. If you do see something like this, please contact the law enforcement. Please contact the law enforcement if there is, um, cause there are even people that just store dead bodies from murder in, in abandoned places thinking that no one will find it. And I know I'm getting off track, but I, I have to talk to you guys about this just because I know there's going to be somebody out there that goes ahead and investigates stuff like this on foot in an abandoned place. And I don't know if I can go ahead and tell people about the dangers of stuff like this, then um, I'm going to do it. But anyway, like, if you see a trafficked person or children in an abandoned place, contact the authorities as soon as possible and leave. Get out of there, tell them the address of the abandoned place. Get out of there as soon as possible because you don't know who in the world is around there as well. But, um... Alright, the warehouse in Virginia was padlocked with a heart lock. Two large bags of wallet-sized pictures of children, some nude, some with ritual involvement, and one child in chains. So, uh, two of the children identified in the photos by witnesses and only, uh, by witnesses, only women and children lived in this warehouse and only men visited a few times. Um, the children were so dirty that 
uh, it was easy to notice. Um, the activity in these locations involved sexual acts with children, the impregnation of women, the games consisted of taking off a male visitor's clothes for, um, or jackets, and um, looking for money, taking a shirt with holes in it, running away and tearing it up. Makes no sense. Um, and reports uh, from the children, uh, they would see women walking around uh, nude multiple times. And they thought it was a game of sorts because being in that environment and being children, they think that, you know, this is normal if they grow up in this environment where women walk around naked. They're going to think that this is normal. But anyway, um, the children were always put outside. Most of them were uh, not potty trained and they urinated in their pants if they didn't have the opportunity to go outside and relieve themselves. So this is, um, I want to say this is a tactic of certain, um, human trafficking, uh, rings, just because sometimes when you treat a child like merchandise or treat a child less than themselves, their their spirit gets broken and they're more susceptible to orders because their mind shatters from the trauma um, from uh, from all of that that's crazy um, the farm location where Petty ended up living which I think was in West Virginia or Florida um, Let's see here. It might have been in Washington, D.C., but that there's so many different, like, locations for this, um, episode here, and I just can't figure out. But a neighbor who lives adjacent to the compound where, um, Petty kind of, like, owned this huge farmland with goats and stuff like that, um, they had a neighbor who lived adjacent to them and they would always hear hollering and crying all the time like something was hurting the children. The neighbor was introduced to Petty and he told them that he was a Boy Scout leader, which was a lie. The neighbors, for whatever reason, did not call the authorities. See, if I hear children crying, I hate that. I hate it. Even if, like, a child, like, goes ahead and stubs their toe, it breaks my heart. I, I don't know. Like, when a child cries, even in, like, out in public, I'm like, okay, where's the child? Are they safe? Are they okay? You know? But that that's me. Um, there was actually somebody who... We were in the drive-thru and me and Terrence started hearing a child like screaming and I was just like where is that coming from what's going on cuz it I don't like I said I don't like hearing children in distress I I think I can pick that up pretty quick and so I find out as we get closer to like the drive-through window to where we get our food that here comes the mother coming to get her child. She left her fucking child in the heat. In the fucking car. I wanted to rip her 
fucking hair out. I was like, why the fuck would you do that? I don't care if I had to step away for a little bit. I'm taking my goddamn child with me. I, mm, nope, nope. That was just ill parenting. That's just terrible, but I feel like this person should have at least called the authorities on Petty because of the, the screaming and the crying that she heard. But February 6th, Scott Hunt of the Tallahassee PD goes on to say, It's our belief that these kids were not kidnapped, but their parents gave them away because one of the rites of passage in satanic cults is to give up the rights of your children as the leaders get to do whatever they want to their children. Have you heard the LGBTQ parade that happened not too long ago and they said we're coming for your children we're coming for your children I don't care how you spin it but if any group doesn't have to be the LGBTQ it can be the Christian community doing a fucking parade it can be Antifa doing a fucking parade if they say we're coming for your children fuck you that's satanic. That's a demon, like, talking through you. Fuck. Nope. Nope. But we, we see stuff like this today. You know? And we sweep it under the rug because it's like, oh, you know, these people are delusional if they think that, you know, we're, they're coming for our kids. But they are. They are. But anyway. Um, so, basically, one of the parts to the satanic cult is giving up the rights to your child so that they can do whatever the fuck they want to your children. So basically they recruit mothers and pregnate them and brainwash the kids in order to be subjected to sex acts and satanic rituals. Um, the six children were transferred to private foster homes um, and they received death threats over the phone that were brief and untraceable. The foster home was in a secret location, which tells me that there was someone on the inside leaking info on the whereabouts of the kids, which we will get into later. The cover-up consisted of many articles in the newspaper talking about and explaining the findings of the investigators saying that Petty was the stepfather and blood father of some of the kids, and the nude photos were just something that parents had. Okay, given, but it's still fucking creepy. Like, you wouldn't see a father open up his wallet and show a naked picture of their kid. These kids were probably from three to seven years old. But you wouldn't see that right now in this time. Um, another explanation went on to say that the satanic ritual that went on in the photo that the goats were already slaughtered and the white robes that they wore um, was to keep their clothes clean. The kids were involved because they wanted to teach them the experience of I chalked it up to farm life, how they slaughter animals to cook food and stuff. Um, but my own debunking of this is that it doesn't explain the picture of the child in chains, 
And uh, that, yeah, that was found in the warehouse. Uh, why were there nude photos in a bag? You don't keep them in a bag if you really wanted to go ahead and make this secretive. You'd find a place to actually hide it, but you're just going ahead and proudly leaving it in a fucking bag in, in a warehouse somewhere. But it doesn't explain the picture of the child in chains, like I said. Um, sorry. Um, and on a farm, unless they want to eat a goat, goats are usually used for their milk and their coats instead, which to me, I've never heard anybody eat goat meat, but I mean, to be honest, there probably are people who do that. I'm not going to say that it's not normal. I don't really know. Um, the fact that the kids were removing the entrails and the wombs of these goats in the pictures makes me raise an eyebrow. Like, why do they need to do that? Another explanation about the two men with the six kids goes on to say that the teachers were making or taking them to uh, Bria, Kentucky, um, but the trip got held up so they all went vacationing in Florida um, where they were spotted by police. And the thing is, is that the judge dropped all the charges because of this explanation. Um, and so, for a while, the investigation was kind of closed at the moment. There was, um, I'm sorry, hang on. There was so much ignored evidence that Special Agent Martinez had unearthed. Um, April 13th, 1987, an anonymous caller tipped off police about the two men and the six kids at Myers Park. So this is um, around the time when some of the uh, details of the incident with the six kids and the two men end up starting to get muddied up, meaning like some details were taken out or added, uh, which doesn't make any sense. It's kind of, there's a little bit of inconsistency with these stories. But Martinez goes on to contact Jim Bradley, a detective that was uh, has investigated the case since 1985. Um, they inspected the apartment first, one of the several locations, and large amounts of toddler clothing, diapers, and toys were found. Um, documents were found that explains how to obtain children for unspecified purposes, the impregnation of mothers, purchasing children, and trading and kidnapping. Telex messages on the computer spoke of purchasing two children in Hong Kong by a contact in the Chinese embassy. Hmm. Another Telex message spoke of an interest in bank secrecy situations, high-tech transfers to the UK, and numerous properties owned by the finders interest in terrorism, explosives, and evading law enforcement. So this, from the surface, was just a weird-ass cult. But now, the two investigators find out that this is a highly well-organized trafficking ring. Um, but at the warehouse, it contained, um, this is where they found the bags of wallet size uh, pictures of the kids with uh, the heart-shaped padlock on the door. So, 
At the warehouse, it contained a huge library, two kitchens, a sauna, a hot tub, and a video room called the Indoctrination Center. The cult was capable of producing their own videos to train kids in the cult. Um, there was also an altar set up along with jars of urine and feces as well, which is just revolting. Um, and the thing is, is that when people who are deep into Satanism, extreme, extreme Satanism, because, you know, if I go ahead and, you know, fuck it, I will offend people. I don't give a shit. Anyway, listen, deep Satanism, okay? People think that Satanism now is like following your own free will and believing that your own that you're your own god and all that shit. It fine. If you want to believe in that, go ahead, but I I beg to differ. Um because I feel like an interest will always go deeper into an obsession when it comes to spiritual things. And yes, I would say that this is not an interest anymore. It's become an obsession and a spiritual demonic possession of people who have decided to work in an organized crime ring for their own personal, financial, and sexual gain. So, um... Both locations were equipped with satellite antennas, documents explaining explicit sexual content in, uh, with the members uh, and a large collection of unidentified people, children and adults, white sheets participating in a blood ritual. Um, activities of the finders could also be found in Japan, UK, Bahamas, um, Costa Rica, Malaysia, Africa, Hong Kong, and most parts of Europe. Uh, we're gonna go take a break. Um, the finders would scour the newspapers in the help wanted section for babysitting and tutoring jobs. The members would watch the habits of the routines of the family before, I am assuming, they either recruit the parents or the mothers and the children, or they just go ahead and kidnap the children. Um, there's a trafficking tactic. There's so many trafficking tactics out there. So please, even if it may be fake, go ahead and make sure that you know all of them, because you never know. But um, Martinez ends his report in the hopes that the Washington DC PD would sort and investigate what they found, um, but nothing came of it. Martinez and Bradley were to meet up. Um, so, okay, I'm sorry, I'm probably rereading shit. But, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and um, talk about the incident that happened at Myers Park with the six kids. So this is where, for the third time, there was more to the story than um, what was told the first time. So uh, there were additional things in the van like radios, Chinese to English dictionaries, um, brown canvas bag with uh, photos of kids, some nude, and computer program discs. Um, Robert Sorkine, a student of Florida State University at the time, came across 
a small computer on uh, a phone booth and on camp it was on campus and took it home and started up the computer to find out who the owner was the PC contained uh, documents about the Tallahassee PD and he decided to turn it over to them uh, they later found out that the PC belonged to a finders member two of the six children reported that they were S aid um, one with uh, something that most likely happens to a male child when a male predator um, hurts a male child. Um, and then one, of course, most likely what happens to a female child with a male uh, predator. Uh, just... I, I, I'm usually the type of person that talks bluntly about stuff all the time, but I really don't want YouTube to take this down, so. And there were also bite marks on a third child, but no one could figure out if it was from an adult, an adult or a child since it was only five days old. Um, so it seems that the Tallahassee PD wanted to keep this case open and keep investigating, but the DCPD wanted to keep it quiet. One uh, representative even said that there was an, a certain upset uh, within the DC and the CIA um, and that usually means that there have they've been found out you know with something sinister. Um, no one makes noise if they're innocent. Um, the Department of Justice took their time to get involved in this case. Um, in 1987, private investigator Skip Clemens said that private investigators called off the investigation by the CIA um, and that the investigation was impeded and the senior official of customs said that uh, it was indeed a CIA operation. The reason for the... Um, for it to be turned into an internal investigation was because they were training CIA agents into computer ops or computer operations. Future enterprises used finders to train them with um, computers and it was a front company for them. So CIA agent confirmed that the Finders uh, Corporation Future Enterprise for Computer Operations had gone bad. So basically, it's Operation Paperclip. Um, they ended up, back then, hiring Nazi uh, Germany spies and just, you know, Nazi leaders, and they decided to go ahead and hire them into the CIA so that they could, you know, form MKUltra. This is the same thing. They hired certain finders members in order to train the CIA into people who are more talented with computer operations. That's why nothing was coming from this human trafficking ring. But Petit uh, told his members to flee at once, um, once the DOJ started... Um, getting involved, and the informant uh, said that Petty would most likely escape to China in a military flight. 
because he used to be part of the military. Um, the finder's members dwindled slowly and was never heard of after the investigation. Marion Petty passed in 2004. A Twitter account um, called FBI Records Vault released a 600-page document about the case. Um, it's alleged that the finders <clears throat> were involved in a well-organized child abuse scheme that the CIA, in conjunction with the State Department and FBI's Foreign Center Intelligence uh, section, conspired to cover up the abuses. Good job. This is why I hate my government. Anyway, Bradley was advised that he had uh, been told that the documentation had been located in WMPD files to in indicate that the finder's search had been contacted by redacted. There's a lot of redact redactations, redactions <laughs> um, within the documents, but um, this official ended up telling him to step away from the finder's case. Um, children discovered in Tallahassee were eventually turned over to people claiming to be their parents and guardians of the kids. Was that even looked into? Like, that's my problem. Like, did you even investigate these people? Were they really their biological parents? Were they safe with their biological guardians or parents? Were they able to live a good full life after this? Like, y'all just passed them off to people that you didn't even check the backgrounds of? But anyway, yes, satanic activity was discovered on the compound. And to be honest, this is only like scratching the surface of what I really want to be talking about. Like I said, um, this I guess is just a small piece of what I want to be talking about. But like I said, this next one uh, is a lot. It is very, it's, it's a lot. Let's just say it's about the pandemic and uh, what we've been taught to believe is definitely not what we should believe. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for diving in the rabbit hole with me. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. See ya. Love you. Bye.